Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. Uh, it's a match reaction show, but I mean... How are you going to react to that? How, how do you react to that? I mean, when was the last time that we had four red cards in the same day of, of the Premier League? I mean, I mean that's just, it's just unbelievable. I, I don't know what I've seen today. I, I literally don't know what I've seen today. I mean, uh, on the one hand, you have Arsenal, who, I mean, for all, by all accounts, I mean, Wolves got away pretty much with the, with murder there, the way they, they won that game because, they had, uh, you know, Arsenal self-imploded in that game. But then now you come to the Man United against Southampton and you're thinking, well, lightning strikes twice in the same day. Uh, two red cards to Southampton and uh, I United were just brilliant. It's finished uh, Man United 9, Southampton nil. I mean, that's a, a record-making win uh, in, in some ways. Uh, it, it is a record win for United equaling what they did at the nine goals that they scored against Ipswich. And uh, they win, you know, it's, it's, it's a massive win for United. They needed that. I think the players needed that. You could see it. But I mean, you got to go right to the start. We got to start with that red card uh, for Jankiewicz. And it was silly. I mean, I couldn't believe it. You know, you normally see yellow cards given that early. You don't see red cards given that early. So I was a bit surprised it was a red card. But then I saw a replay. I was like, well, that's a red card. It has to be a red card. I, a shocking tackle. Um, it's very, very lucky uh, that McDominay was not seriously injured. Um, I think McDominay was very lucky. I think Jankiewicz was very lucky as well. Um, you know, because it, it's, it's a big psychological thing to carry. So at least thankfully... He doesn't have to carry that. Thankfully, you know, McTominay was okay, put in a great performance, but that was just a shocking tackle. I think sometimes what happens is the, the adrenaline, the energy gets to you. We saw it with Gerard as well, you know, a few years back when he came on the pitch and then goes straight off with the red card. It happens sometimes. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things, a young player learning his game and, and he's lucky. It was a bad tackle. There's no getting away from that. But I think, you know, sometimes you just got to take a step back and understand the situation. You know what? Um, it's just it's just the experience of youth and uh, something that he will have to learn from and hopefully he learns from it. But I mean, after that, what just followed is is just incredible, unbelievable. I think I think after that, the important thing for United was to get that first goal as quickly as they could to get that goal because the longer Southampton kept it in nil nil, the more the frustration would have built. You know, that Southampton was still uh, can still be dangerous from set pieces and corners and they did trouble United a couple of times even despite being down to ten men. So getting that first goal was important and and, and it came from the unlikeliest of sources, Aaron Van Bissaka. I I mean. It's just, it's, it's just, I think, I think you, you know, you can, you can say that you're having a bad day uh, when, when you, when the names on the score sheet, you have uh, Aaron Van Bissaka and Daniel James, uh, and, and both of them actually scored from inside the penalty box. So it wasn't like some, you know, freak goal that you know sometimes you know goes to wonder goals or whatever. They were tap-ins, essentially tap-ins. Um, and and when you, when you get that, then you know you had a bad day. The office, I think sometimes they just have to look at it that way. Uh, but then the first goal went in. Uh, then the second goal goes in, uh, which Vashford scores that. Then there's an own goal from Bednarek. Uh, then Kavani scores. And at 4-0 at halftime, you think he gets game over. And um, I, I was hoping um, that uh, that he would take off uh, a few players. I, it would have been nice to see Bruno taken off. And I think Bruno would have been one of those taken off if Shaw hadn't had that issue. I think Shaw was taken off because of an injury. So Fred had to play left back. It was good to see him bring on Donny, though. I mean, you know, the conventional wisdom would have been to bring on Alex Telles, but... He brought on Donny. I think fair play to him. Um, it was good that Cavani got 45 minutes off, so that's good. And Martial comes on. 
Uh, and then Rashford also only playing 60 minutes, so he's getting a bit of time off. I thought that was the substitution was spot on today. Um, and just going a little bit back to the team selection, it's it's hard to make a case for the team selection because you know they play nine, essentially 90 minutes without uh, you know with a man advantage. But I think I think the, a few things were spot on. I think Marcial uh, Marcial not starting was was right, um, despite how he played uh, in the second half. I think him not starting was the right decision. Cavani had to start today. I also like that he dropped Pogba. Uh, because um, I, I was expecting Pogba to start, but as a winger, I didn't, I didn't expect him to start as a midfielder, but I was pleasantly surprised that he didn't start today. Um, and, and not that Sinos in the Greenwood was excellent or that Greenwood deserved to start, but I think it's just, he, he just needed, a, I think he needed that rest. He needed that time off a little bit. And I think this game now will motivate him because he'll see um, if he is a midfielder, uh, I think Donny van der Beek played well, uh, Fred played well, and McDonald played really well. So he's got competition there. And if he's playing as a winger, then I think Greenwood was okay. Did well today, I think. Um, Martial scored those uh, goals, and he's going to be a challenge. And then Rashford scored a goal as well. Uh, and then you've got Daniel James, who's also not going to score a goal. So, so it's good in, in a way. It's good. It keeps Pogba motivated, keeps him hungry. Uh, particularly now is the time, you know, with the transfer window closed. What 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 is his motivation going to be? Um, but I think if he if he is committed to the cause, I think this is good motivation for him as well to look at it and say, you know what, I've got to fight here for my place. So I've got to keep my levels up to to get that opportunity. So I think that uh, that was perfect game management there and man management from from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And then to bring those players on the second half, um, I, I, you know, it's just one of the things I thought, you know, it would just slow down a little bit in the second half, just try and play at a slow pace, maybe get a couple of goals if they could, but really slow it down. Uh, but they just, you know, rammed it in. And I, I think Southampton just played into United hand, United hands the way they were playing. Uh, then there's there's a fifth goal that goes in uh, from Anthony Martial, very well taken. I think that was a goal he really needed that goal. Um, it was good for him to get it. Uh, you know, and then there's a sixth goal that goes in from... Uh, uh, you know, the goals just keep coming, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm saying it was McTominay. McTominay scored a fantastic goal. McTominay's got this thing about about uh, long ranges, hasn't he? He just scores some very nice long meters. Scored that, then you got the seventh for a penalty, uh, which uh, we'll talk about a bit. We'll talk about we are in the second year. Then there's a penalty. Bruno converts it, and then there's an eighth from from Martial, uh, which is an Alan Van Bissaka cross. I mean, I think about that. Van Bissaka got a goal and an assist from a cross. I mean, how many times? I can guarantee you that's not going to happen very often in his career, uh, but it happened today. And, uh, you know, make him other sun signs kind of thing, right? And then Daniel James just comes up and pops up with a ninth with the Bruno assist. Uh, Bruno had a goal and two assists as well. So I think he's, he's he padded his stats as well. Marcel padded his stats. A few players padded their stats today, so that was good. Uh, but talking about VAR, before we get into, I think I need to talk a little bit about some of the players, but I think we talk about VAR first. So there were a few critical decisions. I think the, the red card obviously was a red card. I don't think there's any debate about that. Uh, the penalty, I'm not sure. I... To me, again, there's some people saying his foot is on the line, but I feel like the challenge, the, the, the person who's making the tackle, I thought that tackle started outside the box. And it just so happens that Cavani's foot is on the line, but the tackler's foot is not on the line. So that, you know, it's one of those gray areas, right? Do you give it or do you not give it? I mean, at 4-0, I mean, it's, it's one of those decisions you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's outside the box. I, for me, at first glance, and I always look at this way, I don't look at lines and I don't look at all that. I just try to look from what is, what is my eye showing me. And that doesn't mean I'm right, but it just means that what do I see? And what I saw was that it was not a penalty. It was not inside the box. It was outside the box. Now, somebody might say, you know what, you're blind, and it was actually inside, and that's fine. Um, but for me, I just thought that Kawani's foot was on the line, but the person who was tackling him, uh, you know, his, his, essentially his front, if you look at it this way, his front part of the boot, if you think of this as the boot, then his front part of the boot was on the line. So there's something from around here, but then he actually tackles him on the leg, right? Because the leg goes that way. So here, I mean, that's, you know, if you can tell, it's it's probably outside. So for me, it was outside. So I thought it was a good, correct decision that it was a free kick and not a penalty. 
But I mean, I, I can see if somebody says, no, one, it's a penalty. So, you know, but ultimately it doesn't matter today. We'll probably leave that debate for a later day uh, when there's a more controversial moment. But today I, I just thought it was not a penalty. Um, then Southampton scored a goal, which I thought was a goal. I, 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 again, it's the eye test. I, I actually don't even know why it was offside. To me, I don't know. Were they looking at the hand? Being offside, I don't know what part of the body was with, that he was going to score a goal with that was offside. I have no idea um, why it was called offside. I have literally no idea. But um, it wasn't offside to me, even otherwise looking at it from a naked eye. Again, just looking at it from my eye, not worrying about the lines. That's not offside. You can't call that offside. I think that was harsh in Southampton, really harsh. I don't think it would have made a difference to the final outcome. It would have probably made a difference to the result, to the scoreline, but I don't think it would have made a difference to the outcome. But still, you know, it's harsh in Southampton to be given that for, you know, chalked off for offside. I thought that was not offside. So, you know, I think, I think VR got one right, it got one wrong. And then the penalty, I think that, I, I, I really don't get why they took so long to decide. I, I, I guess the question was, was it intentional, uh, was it a red card offense or not? I, I can only assume that that was what they were looking at because it was a penalty. Uh, from the two angles that I saw, it looked like a penalty. Uh, the first angle clearly from side on angle you can clearly tell it's a penalty from the you know uh, the the behind angle the reverse angle whatever they call it it may have looked like it probably was not but then there was contact so you kind of have to give that as a penalty was it a denial of a clear goal scoring opportunity it definitely was should it should it have been a second red card according to the letter of law it should have been a red card but you know when the team is down five nil or six nil you know sometimes you just gotta be compassionate and say you know what no we're not gonna do it but I get, I get why they did that. You have to kind of follow the letter of the law and you have to, I mean, it has to be fair to the other, you know, because the next team that's going to play them, you know, but now they plays that game and does well. And you're kind of wondering, well, should he even be playing this game? So I can see why that was a red card. It is it is the denial of a goal-swing opportunity. It wasn't a play for the ball. So if you look at it from the same angle as the David Luiz challenge, I think there's a lot of similarities between the two, by the way, the one that David Luiz was red carded for and the one that Bernardic was red carded for, very similar. Um, uh, you know, you got to kind of say that, you know what, it's a red card. So I think they got it right in both. If, if the first one is a red card, then the second one has to be a red card. So I think that's, I think that's fine. And that's fair. I think in, in terms of the context, it's just the context of the games were so different um, that sometimes you kind of wonder, but I mean, once you're down to nine men, it's like, you know, uh, you've then got two more goals added. So I thought we all got today uh, more right than it got wrong. I guess you could say it got two right and one wrong. And that's just the way that thing is. That's just the way it's going to be. I mean, people expecting VR to be this miracle cure that's going to have 100% right decisions. It's not going to have that. Football, by its nature, is never going to have 100% right decisions because a lot of the laws are up to interpretations. And all of our interpretations are different. If there's a million people watching, there's a million different interpretations of that of, of, of an incident. So, you know, it's never going to be 100%. But what, what you're going to see is that clear-cut things, um, they will be caught and there's, those will be addressed. Um, and that, I think that's, that's what it is. But... Um, you know, again, maybe sometimes a clear that things may not also be caught, but that's 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 the aim. Um, but I think talking about players, I, I I think it was it's hard to read too much stock into too many of the play performances today because I think you know you're playing against a team that's down to ten men. You can't really make judgments about it. It's good for stats, it's good for you know morale, but I don't think ultimately you can make any judgments. Uh, but I, but I did like uh, I thought Martial's two goals were very important. I, I I have been very harsh on Martial the last two or three weeks. I admit that. I, I, it was good for his confidence to get these two goals. I don't think he should start against Everton. Now, this is where the mistake could happen is it always goes, you know what, I should not start him against Everton because it's form. No, he's not going to start. It's got to be Kawani starting because, you know, scoring two goals against a tired team that's down to 10 and then nine men is good. It's good for his confidence. It's good for him to know that he's got that ability and he can now push for a place and he should. But I think Mark Kavani should start against Everton. I think Kavani has earned the right to start against Everton. But it was a wonderful performance from RCL. Take nothing away from him. Both goals were very well scored. He could have had a hat-trick if that chip had actually gone in just a little bit side. But I mean, that's that's fine. 
Uh, but a good performance today. I think everything that was missing in the last few weeks today, he showed that. The one thing I will say though is I think the experiment to play Martial on the left, to play Cavani, Martial and Rashford, I don't think that should happen again. I think it should be Cavani and Rashford starting from the moment, for the moment. And then you can either bring in Martial on the left if Rashford is out of form, or you can bring Martial in and striker if you want to give Cavani a rest or if he's out of form. But I don't think those three should start together. It just unbalances the team. And that's and the reason I say that is because Rashford today looked really good on the left. And again, I've been very harsh on Rashford as well. I know, you know, we had this discussion with Helen. If you haven't seen that episode, you know, from, from the Arsenal game, you can watch it. I said that Rashford doesn't like playing on the right. He shouldn't be playing on the right. He hasn't been very good. And he wasn't. Today he played on the left. He was very good. He did very well. Um, and, and that's just what, and I think his game, natural game suits him playing from the left where he can kind of cut in, he can do his stuff on the right. I think what basically happens is the angle doesn't suit him. So oftentimes he'll, he'll go past the player, but then he doesn't know what to do. Should he shoot or should he try and cross it? And he kind of gets lost, kind of gets lost in that. Whereas on the left, I think he has a little bit more idea of he wants of what he wants to do um, once he has the ball. So I just feel that he should be playing on the left for the foreseeable future, at least, unless, you know, you're really in an emergency situation where you're chasing a game. And you want to have more attackers in the field, fan of you put him as an emergency option on the right. But I think starting games, he should be starting on the left. So I thought that was those were good selections. Um, I, 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 again, I, I was very happy that Pogba didn't get a play, a play get, didn't get, didn't play today. And the reason I'm saying is this is not an anti-Pogba agenda, by the way. Uh, it was right that he didn't start, but I, I was, I thought at four, uh, four nil up, 45 minutes, you might bring on Pogba because you want to rest players. I thought it was good that he didn't bring him on because Pogba didn't need to come on. He didn't need to. He didn't need to pad the stats. He didn't need to do anything. This was not a game where United needed to win. They'd already had the game in the back. They need to see it out. You don't need to be Pogba on for 45 minutes just to, you know, he doesn't need that confidence boost. He doesn't need that. He's he's naturally got all that. So it's, it was good for him to be rested, to be completely rested and to, and, you know, and to watch the game uh, and, you know, and let other players like Donny van de Beek, like Daniel James, get that opportunity to come on and get some game time and play well. So the, this is not an anti-Pogba agenda. I think this is good, just good man management from all league and the social because Pogba will start against Everton. That's quite obvious that he's going to start against Everton. So, you know, this was just good, good game management to not give him any, uh, you know, the, the game because he, he didn't need the minutes uh, essentially. I thought Luke Shaw was excellent today. Again, um, I don't know. I hope it's not an injury issue that uh, that's too serious. I hope he's going to be able to play against Everton because he was excellent today again. Uh, he's just, he's, he's growing and growing and growing. I, I think he's going to be, he's, he's, he's now in that Ashley Young territory where, you know, he's a very good left back, but people just don't realize how good he is because, you know, uh, they're more focused on things that, that are not necessarily a part of his, of, of what he's supposed to be doing, but they expect that from him. I think today he was excellent. Um, and I thought Van Bissaka was good too. I thought he had a bit of shaky start, Van Bissaka actually, but then he grew into that game. I think playing against 10 men kind of helped him, uh, but his goal and his assist, those will do him a world of confidence. And I think if he could take that in the next game, then that's something for him to work on. So again, absolutely brilliant game for Van Bissaka as well. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I would say is, is uh, Scott McTominay. And I, I thought he was, he was brilliant today. Um, I know he was given the man of the match today. I, I, I don't think I can single out a man of the match because quite frankly, there's so, so many good performances. But I suppose if you wanted to give it, um, I, it would be between Anthony Martial or Scott McTominay. I guess you could give it to McTominay, McTominay because he played the full 90 minutes. But I thought he was excellent. I thought Bruno was excellent as well. Um, and again, a welcome return to form for him as well because he's been out of form as well for a little while. So it's good for him to get the form. I would, not have, I would have wanted him to not play the last, the second half. Um, but I can understand the Shaw injury probably put paid to that. So he had, so one of them, one of the three had to play because Shaw was the one who was taken off. Uh, but I think otherwise it would have been Bruno, Cavani and Rashford who would have been taken off. So I kind of appreciate that he kept Bruno on. Uh, it was good for him. But McTominay was excellent. And the one thing I noticed, um, and I noticed this last season as well, I think McTominay and Daniel James have a really good connection. They really work well together. 
Um, and, you know, McTominay looks a different player when Daniel James is on the field. Daniel James looks a different player when he has McTominay next to him. They just have this understanding that that's really wonderful. The problem is neither of them are really world-class players. Neither of them are really, you know, not even, you know, top-class players. I think they're both good players. Good players, not very good players, not extremely good players. They're, they're good players. Daniel James scores between good and decent. Uh, McTominay sometimes is good, sometimes it's decent, sometimes it's very good. So, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit of a lower level connection. It's not a connection that's going to get you top four. It's going to win you uh, league titles, but it's, it's a connection that can sometimes win you games, uh, you know, especially in these kind of situations. Because I saw it against Leeds as well. I've seen it a lot of times last season. There's just something about those two. They understand each other's games. Or if both of them could, you know, increase their step up their levels, if they could make, you know, uh, you know, work harder on their games, maybe there could be something there. Uh, but they really work well today. I think Daniel James, by the way, has now scored another goal. Uh, you know, that he's very good. He scored three goals this season. And uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting how he doesn't get a lot of opportunities. But uh, when he comes on, he, he's starting to add a few goals to his game. It's just his, his consistency is, is an issue. But I think today he had the idea of what he wanted to do. And of course, it's easier when you're playing against 10 men and 9 men. I keep quantifying that because that is important to quantify. Now, a lot of people today will get carried away and will think, oh, we won 9-0, you know, United are back and all of those things. It's not. It's, it's a good performance. It was a very good performance against a good team that was hampered with the uh, with, uh, you know suspensions. And uh, you just got to take that in your stride. It's a good performance. You, you can't take anything away from that. But you know it's important to keep the expectations where they are. Um, you know, but, 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 that's, but that's aside. I thought today um, everybody played really well. They played their parts. It's a good result. But now you know, go on to Everton next and we'll see what happens there. Um, but I mean, it's, it's good for the, top four, for the top four races as well for United because they're starting to lose a bit of ground. Actually, they didn't lose a lot of ground. Actually, when you think about it last in the last weekend, Leicester lost, Everton lost, uh, Southampton lost. Chelsea were the only ones who won. West Ham lost as well. And Arsenal drew, obviously, with United. So United actually gained, uh, aside from Chelsea, United gained points on everyone uh, in this one. And now with this win, they've kind of kept that uh, gap. They'll keep that gap. Um, and they'll probably have, they probably improved their goal defense quite significantly as well. So, so you know, that I, I, I think overall they'll be happy with the top four races as it is. I think they'll be happy with this uh, last two results. <clears throat> um, I, I think the draw kind of ends United's hopes for a title challenge. Unless City go and lose the next two games, which is unlikely. If they lose the two games, then United probably, and United win against Everton, obviously, uh, then they might come back into it. But for now, I think the title challenge is probably over. The focus now has to be um, on making sure that they get into top four and keep that secure. So anyway, it's a good result for United fans. Congratulations if you are a United fan. Commiserations if you're a Southampton fan. But, you know, again, keep in mind, this was, you were playing against a team that had a man advantage for 90 minutes, two men for the last 10, 15 minutes. So, you know, take it for what it is. It's, you know, it's just, at the end of the day, it's just three points lost. It doesn't affect Southampton season. They've had a wonderful season. Um, and whatever they do, um, you know, from here, it's been a great season for them. So, for you guys. So, you know, don't, you know, it's fine. It, these, 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 these things happen. It's just one of those days. It was one of those days for Arsenal where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. It was one of those days for Southampton where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And, you know, it's just, it's just the, the, those things. You just have to let them in a stride and then you kind of move on from that. So, uh, commiserations to you guys. Uh, please smash a like if you enjoyed this video. And if you enjoyed watching Man United, um, and you might want to, you know, I'm probably going to catch the highlights at some point and probably look at all those goals again because there's so many of them to watch. I'm like, yeah, I probably will go and look at them. Uh, so, you know, smash like if you're going to do that as well. And please share your comments about what do you think, um, you know, this results mean for United? You know, what, what did you think, uh, you know, some of the key things that you would take away from the match? Um, and what are some of the things that we all can use for against Everton? Uh, so much to discuss, so much to unpack. We can't really do all of that. I don't have the time. But uh, please let me know. I always like hearing from you guys, uh, you know, comments and that we can talk about in future episodes. Um, and please remember to subscribe to the channel if you're new. I uh, really appreciate 
your support. I want to keep producing videos like this. We'll do a few more coming this week. So, you know, your subscription really helps with that and it really supports. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Have a good day or night, whatever time you're watching this. And we'll see you again tomorrow with more match reactions uh, for the games that are coming up. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.